Welcome to the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I'm your host, Derek Diamond, and thank you to everyone who listened to last week's season premiere with voice actor Richard Epcar. If you haven't yet, highly suggest you go check out that episode. It was so great getting to pick his brain about some of his favorite roles, how he got into acting, and really learned a lot about the voice acting process, which is a topic that I've dabbled into on the show, but not not as extensively as on-camera acting. So I'd highly recommend go checking out that episode. Speaking of on-camera acting, we're going to be talking about that on this week's episode with actor Zane Haney, who recently starred in the film Unfix, which premiered at the Chinese Theater in Los Angeles a few weeks ago. And before we really get into the conversation, I do have to address um, something that has been, you know, ongoing uh, for for a little bit of time now, and that is the uh, the strike that you know the Writers Guild of America has been on strike for a while, and now the Screen Actors Guild is on strike as well. So I'm not a hundred percent sure how that is going to affect um, the booking of guests on this show. Uh, this interview with Zane that you're about to hear, it was recorded prior to the Screen Actors Guild going on strike. So I want to throw out that disclaimer. And I, I I need to find out more information on that and how I should proceed going forward with, you know, you might get a lot of roundtables and a lot of top five lists uh, until, you know, a fair deal is reached uh, with the Screen Actors Guild. So uh, just stay tuned uh, to this show and to social media to find out that information. But uh, as I mentioned, had a great conversation with Zane about his role in this film because it, it deals with a lot of heavy subject matter. And it was really cool getting to talk with him about preparing for some of the, the intense moments in the film, how he got into acting in the first place. And something that I don't think is talked about enough, the chemistry that is necessary between actors, especially those that you know, their characters are supposed to have been friends for an extended period of time. So little nuances like that is why I love this conversation with Zane so much, and hopefully you enjoy it as well. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Zane Haney. Here with my very special guest this week, actor Zane Haney. Zane, how are you, sir? Fantastic. How are you doing? Good, good. I appreciate you taking the time to to do this interview. And it is I didn't mention this to you before we started recording, but my my show has been on break for the summer, and you're oh, actually cool. the first interview I've done in probably like two two and a half months. So excited oh, okay. to uh, excited to good, be back in the saddle. <laughs> yeah, and you know, summertime is always good to kind of just decompress a little bit and right, and relax exactly. and spend some time with the family and whatnot. So um, I, I'm excited to, to chat with you um, uh, on this episode because oh, yeah. uh, you recently had the uh, premiere of a film that you starred in um, yeah. called Unfix that actually premiered in Los Angeles. So yeah. I, I definitely want to talk about the movie itself, but I've got to ask, how was the premiere? Because it was shown at the, the Chinese theater, correct? Yeah, the Chinese theater. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it was at uh, Dances with Films. It was the first time that uh, me or any of the other uh, cast had, had seen it to begin with. So that was uh, that was just a, a very uh, special 
experience uh, just to be able to be there with them. I was sitting right next to the, my two main cast members and uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, surreal. It was so great to have um, everybody there. We had like a full packed house. Um, we're in the, the, the largest theater there. So it was, yeah, it was awesome. And for people who don't know what that theater is, it's the the famous theater out in Hollywood that has the the fam- the handprints that are all around the the theater. So that's that's a really really cool experience. And how how was the reception of the film? Oh, it was great. I mean, yeah, it, it's a uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of weird because it was my uh, first lead in a feature. So it's like you're you're leaving the theater and everyone is coming up to you afterwards. Um, you know, just saying like really, really great things about the film, about the cast and how connected they felt to the story. Um, yeah, it was it, it was it was very special. It's very special. That's fantastic. To backtrack a little bit before we really dive into the making of the film, because I, I I've watched the trailer and it deals with some pretty heavy subject material yeah. for those that that don't know what it's about but we'll definitely get into that what was it that made you want to get into acting in the first place oh gosh <laughs> oh and then, i guess um i was i was really into to fencing and, and sword play as a kid um, and I kind of got that from watching the movie Zorro. And then I, yeah, then in the end of being like a national fencer, international fencer too. Um, so I was always kind of like into the drama, the dramatic stuff, but I guess what really kind of changed things for me was, um, when I was in high school, uh, I got to be in a play called, uh, 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 what was it called? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to think, uh, Neil, uh, Neil LeBute, um, uh, the the play title will come to me in a second, but they did an adaptation with uh, Paul Rudd, and I forgot who the other actress was. But um, basically, uh, what really got me into it, it was I was I was playing this character of Adam, and uh, in the play, this girl uh, she basically um, she she transforms and she makes him an art project. So they're like an MFA school together. And so she changes the way that he looks. She, she changes his like uh, the way that he interacts with his friends, like the people around him, and basically changes all these. It makes him get a nose job even too. So he basically changes himself for this girl, right? And then he asks her, um, "Was any of it real?" Right at the end, when this whole art show is. Um, uh, just exposed, which he doesn't even know about to begin with. So he asked her, was any of it real? And I kind of had that like experience on stage where I like felt all those things that he was feeling. Uh, it's called the shape of things, by the way, Neil abused the shape of things. It just came to me. Um, so he asked her, was any of it real? And I had that experience where I didn't know what I was feeling. I just kind of like broke down. I was like, Oh God, what is this? What are these emotions coming up and stuff? And it was at the show and then this girl afterwards, uh, she came up to me and she was, uh, she was, she was crying. And I was like, well, what the heck is this all about? And she said, well, I've, I've felt that before. And I was like, in that moment, I was like, well, this is really kind of strange. <laughs> you know, that's something that I'm experiencing. Somebody else can also experience. 
so I think that's the, yeah, that's the moment where I was like, well, I can really do something with this. You know, it's not just me that's changing how I'm feeling, you know, um, but it's, you know, people on the outside who witness the work and the, the characters connecting. Yeah. When you bring up a great point too, because, and I know you, with this, you're talking about a play that you did and it, it translates to film as well. When sure, you yeah, see definitely. these, these powerful performances, because yeah, I want to say comedy is easy because it's not, but I feel like it's more difficult to successfully capture like a, a powerful emotion like what you're describing and just to see it affect someone, it has to be gratifying in its own way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when you're able to, you know, you're doing like the work beforehand and you're like, you're digging deep into your past or your imagination or whatever it is. And then you like hit something, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's gratifying in a way to be able to be like, oh, okay, that's kind of the raw emotion that is the part of this scene, and this is kind of where I can place it. But it's it's difficult too because it's like, you know, you may experience that one time, like if you're doing theater too, like you may experience that one night, and the trouble is repeating it, right? You know, being consistent with that, so it's 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 like it's it is like catching lightning in a bottle really yeah and i've never i've never thought of it as from from a theater standpoint and i i've never really done any acting i've taken a couple of classes and learned that my spot was more behind the camera but uh my but i i respect actors so much in the sense that you were willing to put yourself whether it's reaching back like you said into your past to pull from a traumatic moment in order to make the performance as authentic as possible. Like, I, I don't know if I personally could do that. So I, I, I commend you so much for, for doing that. You could do it. You could do it. It's a, uh, it just, uh, yeah, it, it, it takes some practice and you have to be willing to, to dive in there and, uh, you know, address a lot of those, um, whatever those deep, dark, tortured places in your soul are right no no which absolutely the does, which the character has to do in this film because it's all about confronting your past right and now let's let's dive into to unfix uh so how did you sure. hear about the movie and what sparked your interest in wanting to to be a part of it i mean it's i we had a we had a private premiere actually and sort of like the same question came up too um well i like i heard about it from my 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 manager and i you know um was really just excited i didn't really know anything about the project i had no idea that it was about conversion therapy i had no idea it was not in the initial sides when i was auditioning but um really kind of what flipped a switch for me is I guess I was just reading the, the character description. I was reading about Ari and I was reading about, you know, I'm, I'm really attracted to uh, deep, dark, just very, very soulful material where I can, um, 
like I can re- I can I can really get a like a rich performance out of it. You know what I mean? And, and not just that, just to be able to. It's kind of like a, like a privilege to be able to um, have that complex of a character, that complex of a story, and to be able to uh, dig, 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 dig as we did and rehearse and be able to uh, spread that message to people uh, at the end of it, you know? Yeah, and um, in watching the trailer, and I, I definitely want to see the film when it's more widely available to watch but i in in watching the trailer and seeing your moment specifically i'm like man that how what what did you pull from like how did you prep what once you got that character once you got cast how did you prep for that role oh my god there's so many things i had to do uh it's it's a lot of like it's a lot of research rabbit holes like watching a lot of YouTube videos, learning about what conversion therapy is to start with. And then kind of um, the way that I, I approach it is I kind of like to blend whatever, however I imagine the character is to to my own life, to like how I could see myself in it or like what went wrong along the way or how I, how I didn't like fall into that to begin with. So yeah, to be able to, um, like we were saying before, like look at your past experiences look at your childhood a lot that's something that i really thought about a lot because all of this stuff happened in ari's childhood so yeah i was looking back to when i was a kid and and um because i feel like when you when you are a kid you're you're not really formed by society yet and you're at the at the core of what you really are right so i mean um and I think that that changes along the way. There's all these outward elements that um, affect how you're perceived and how you feel on the inside. So, I mean, there's, oh, my God, so much. He's a long-distance runner. Uh, I ended up, like, dropping, like, 25 pounds for the film. I was doing uh, <laughs> I was doing uh, uh, the, this, uh, what is it called, My Fitness Pal. Mm-hmm. And yeah. start putting in my calories every day. I was like, "Oh my god, fuck this! I cannot keep on doing this. There's no way. It's ridiculous." So then I just, I, yeah, I ran. I ran. I even tried some. He he runs and he smokes. I even tried doing that. I mean, not that I'm like necessarily like method, but I think it it really helps like putting yourself into that character's shoes. Um, one thing was like during the pandemic. So um, it was right when my roommate had left me. Uh, he moved out to, to, uh, New York and I had a lot of time alone to kind of just like ruminate and, and think about that. And in the film they're they're isolated. I mean, Ari's certainly isolated and his, um, own world really. Um, so that helped. I read this great book. Um, what is it called? I'll think of that one too, but, um, Basically about like digging up the trauma from your past. Uh, the, the body keeps a score and like where you hold um, trauma in your body. Uh, so thinking a lot about that, um, where Ari particularly holds that. Um, yeah, just just every outlet that I could possibly find to dig. I had a lot of time, which was really nice um, to be able to connect with the the central cast too we would 
like off the screen, we would spend a lot of time together. And um, I think that ultimately, like in the filming of it, it, it shows how close we were kind of like as a unit because we really developed that over time. It's like, a, it's a, in a very authentic relationship. So we well, have a ton of those things. Well, I think it's important to, you know, for the cast as well as the crew, no matter if you're a small, like if you're doing a small short or if you're doing a feature to mm. spend time together, because you know, you're going to be working together and spending a lot of time together. Yeah, And yeah, I imagine, yeah. especially with, with actors, you, build that almost natural camaraderie whenever you spend time together and then it translates on screen because you the, the audience the, the ones that are smart enough can tell the difference between people that have just been kind of thrown together and they just yeah. don't they don't mix whereas like you mentioned yeah. you know spending time with your what, your fellow actors it's it's so important that's why casting is so important too because you have to especially with a story like this you have to be able to get really, really, really close and personal. Like maybe the most that I've ever been in my life with another person. And how could you do that? You know, that's our job as actors. But I mean, how could you do that with somebody that you that you just met? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just met and then you're supposed to sell that you've been together for 15 years, you know? Yeah, because if that if that doesn't work, I mean, it, you just start getting all these like these cracks in the story, and like the authenticity of like the characters and their relationships, and ultimately, like once you have that, like once you don't believe it, like are you gonna how, how are you gonna uh, how is something that you don't believe how is that going to affect you? Not really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you you can't replicate you know, like you mentioned 15 years of friendship with a, a two minute meeting or a five minute meeting, you know, you, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, you gotta mesh. And the way you do that is you, you network, you connect, yeah. you, even if it's hanging out and, you know, going to a restaurant and having a couple of drinks or having dinner, yeah. it's yeah. 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 We, we also cook dinner for each other too, which is nice. Yeah. No. And that, that's an even better way to do it too. That's classic fellowship. Yeah, exactly. And it, I, I was interested, you know, in, in, in reading the description of the film that, you know, the, the pandemic is incorporated into the story. And mm. I guess it's surprising to me because I know that films were made during the pandemic and even, you know, as things were starting to, to get a little better, but you know, people were still being very cautious with masks and whatnot. I've never, I, I won't say never, but I've very rarely seen the pandemic be incorporated into a film. Yeah. So how, how was, was that process? Did it seem like it, it hit a little too close to home? Yeah, at first it's like, Oh, like who wants to, you know, another, who wants to relive this, you know, part in your <laughs> life, you know what right. I mean? Like nobody wants to, nobody wants to think about that. It's, it's like uh, the, the escapist mentality. Why do I want to go back to that period, which, which like for a lot of people caused so much like anguish, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so, but, but I think that just like added to that element of claustrophobia that all these characters have. And I don't think it would have, would have worked as well if it wasn't set in, in the pandemic, weirdly enough. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm actually wondering if our director had this story formed 
before the pandemic and was just like, well, that just happened. So why don't we just sprinkle that on there too? <laughs> because I mean, it's just more and more and more uh, just con constriction of these characters, you know, throughout. Well, I think also the everybody has a pandemic story. And so I think when you add that into this film, mm -hmm. it automatically creates a little bit of relatability as well, because it, it may not be the exact circumstances, but everyone has some kind of hardship they went through, whether it was, you know, having losing a loved one or losing yeah, your business. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's very true. Yeah. And there's a whole there's a whole segment in there where um, this is not really giving anything away, but like our characters <laughs> we have a we have a cafe that we own and and we lose it in the pandemic you know and it, i mean and it, it highlights everybody else uh losing things during the pandemic and whatnot so yeah it's a difficult difficult time but yeah like you said people can relate to it what was the biggest lesson you learned uh in making this film it's a i guess it's a two-part thing for me um I would say the responsibility of being like the lead character and like having the whole story about you. I think going into this film, um, I had never had that responsibility before. I mean, I had been in other features and stuff, but I wasn't like the lead and the, the story wasn't about my character. So I think going into it, I really wanted to, to set a tone for not just um, like myself and, and my character, um, but just, I don't know for, for everyone, because if you're kind of at the top of, of this, this pyramid that is unfixed, right. Uh, it's going to all, it's going to all trickle down. Do you know what I mean? So if I'm coming to work and I'm like showing up and, um, I'm on it as much as I possibly can be, and I'm supportive of everybody else in our, in our small cast and crew, um, then I, I think it kind of, yeah, like I said, it set, it sets, it sets a tone. Like it sets a kind of, uh, precedence there. Um, and I, that was my goal in it. And I believe that we achieved that like collectively. Yeah. I remember I said that in the beginning when we were all doing like a, like a table read of the whole project was like, okay, how are we going to, you know, what, what, what do you want to contribute to this film? And that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, and other than that, it was just a huge, huge um, learning experience of adaptability, you know. Sometimes we had days where my co-star and I didn't know that we, 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 we had to change some dates because of rain or, or whatever it was. And like, okay, you have to have those two or three scenes ready for tomorrow on top of all the other stuff. Um, so it's like, okay, can you do that? And it's like, yeah, I, I fucking, I'm, I, I better be able to do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you just, this character in general is a, the hardest, most rewarding character I've ever had to work on. Um, and it was just a complete marathon for me. So being able to just like, stick in it mentally like physically from like the the running and like the training everything was just uh totally totally exhausting but those are the things that you know that, that you can look back on it and be like wow i was able to achieve that 
let's go. Anything else? Bring it on. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fantastic. And that's something I was curious about too, with you mentioning that you know, this you had never been a, a lead in a feature before. Did you kind of look at yourself as you're one of the leaders on set? Because because yeah. that is something you know that it's like you subconsciously think about it when when you think of like you know a Harrison Ford or like a, a top build star. They look do they look at themselves as okay? Well, I've got to be a leader to these other cast and crew members. So that's that that's cool that you you had that mentality. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that was totally my mentality throughout it. Um, and that's a yeah, that's a good that's a good point. No, I think a lot of I think a lot of the greats do. I mean, I think they understand that. First of all, it's not like just you know the stories about me, blah blah blah. It's me, this old ego thing. It's just it's kind of like about where where is it going? You know what I mean? Like, what do you intend to spread, and what's the most effective way to do that? Yeah, exactly. So what um, what's next for you? Do you have any other um, projects you're currently working on, or anything in the works? Um, I have, yeah, I have a, a film that I uh, completed, which is going to have, coming up pretty soon, it's going to have its uh, New Orleans uh, premiere. I shot it uh, over in Louisiana, and uh, that is coming up for me. I've got a, I got a, a couple commercials coming up, so, you know, not as exciting, but still, you know, still exciting. You got to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So, did you film the the film in New Orleans? Yeah, it's all oh, filmed. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we went back for reshoots too. So, yeah, everything is is looking good there. I hear they I hear they have a trailer now, so that's exciting. I haven't seen it yet, but it'll be coming out soon. So, oh, I'll have to look into that. No, New Orleans is only a couple of hours for me. I, I love going there. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, just I I love the culture. the The food is incredible. So that's that's cool. I'll have well, to really, keep a couple hours. And we'll, I'll I'll invite you when we have when we have our premiere. Oh, I'd love that in person. No, I'd get, love that. Get some, some po boys or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, though that'd be great. No, I'd I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um. What's um? As we start to wrap up here, what is one piece of advice that you could give to an aspiring actor? Oh my gosh. I saw. That I you know um. Gosh, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. There's there's a lot of pieces of advice, but uh, my God. I would say, uh, I mean, perseverance is the most important thing, like with, with anything. Um, I saw this quote recently that it said, I think it said, um, I wrote it down. I think it's, one second one second folks yes okay think about this what looks like genius may simply be the result of persistence and variety you cannot be doing the same thing over and over again your brain is not going to expand if you do the same thing over and over again you have to switch it up you have to be flexible you have to be malleable you have to be open to learn new things about people about places about whatever experiences yeah you have to be open and then you have to you have to keep going and and believe believe that's what i would say that's a great quote that needs to be on a t-shirt right 
I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. It's true. It's so true. though. You're right though. If you keep banging your head in the same spot, I mean, it's, you gotta, you gotta switch it up. You gotta figure out a different way, you know, get creative with it. That's our job, right? Yep. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, Do you have a website or social media that you like to plug so the viewers and listeners can follow you? Yeah, sure. It's uh, Zany711. Fantastic. At Zany711. Awesome. Well, I'll definitely put it in the the show notes, too, so people can click on it and follow you. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, sir, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. This was great. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you again to Zane Haney for that awesome conversation. Be sure to follow him on Instagram. The link is in the show notes. For next week's episode, I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do yet. As I mentioned in the intro, the booking of guests is going to be a little tricky due to the, the strike that's going on with the Screen Actors Guild. You may get some non-film interviews. I've been working on trying to get some of those. You might get a top five list. You might get two top five lists a month. You might get a roundtable discussion um, about a movie or something completely different. Uh, so stay tuned to the show and to social media to find out uh, what we'll be doing for next week's episode. I'll put out an announcement um, either late this week or over the weekend. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this podcast at linktree.com slash Podcast. Everything Derek Diamond Experience related is in one location. If you want to subscribe to the podcast feed, if you want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, if you want to follow me on social media, everything is in one location, linktree.com slash Podcast. And if you could, please leave a review. The more reviews that this show gets, the more likely it is that someone who's searching for entertainment podcast will find this, you know, in, in the top of the uh, the search results. So, Um, It only takes a moment of your time, and it costs absolutely nothing. So if you would leave a review, I would very much appreciate it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever your podcast provider is. um, A review will be very much appreciated. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you once again to Zane Haney, and we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. Podcast.